Press play. Good day, no, ladies and gentlemen. Good day, no, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, delectable ladies. Oh, Pongo gentlemen. Well, quite so right. I've just opened too. my diary and I just read Pongo. It's supposed to be Ponyo. Never mind, carry on. Okay, good. Well, I'm going to do just that, William. Now, listeners, you'll forgive me for um, uh, doing a, a sort of in, 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 instigating a, a fast-paced intro, but uh, I promised my darling wife, Carla, that I would be rushing home straight after the show to um, tend to her and the boy. Uh, so, um, fast intro. Will, how did you enjoy the fast intro? Oh, the fast Let, intro went very well. Straight to the, the beat of the situation. Nob. 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 Nob? Nob. Nob? Really loving the fast-paced intro. <laughs> Podcast. Good day, no. Come on in. Sorry not in service. With your host Simon and Will. Sorry not in service. Like some chaffinches on the sauce. Sorry not in service. Health and safety auditing news. Sorry, not in service. Leave your prejudice at the door. Good day, no, ladies and gentlemen. Good day, no, to all of you. And yeah, uh, this uh, old and new. Old and new, young and old. Yeah, but not the middle ground. No, certainly not. No, 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 um, no middle. Ground. Uh, well, now, listeners, you join us here. Sorry, not in service. Live on Ten Radio, and just yep. to set a sort of aural scene, uh, uh, William's half cut, and we're expecting him to be drunk, fully drunk, by the end of the evening. I'm not half and, cut. And uh, there's uh, been uh, already. It's manifested itself in a heated debate about how to pronounce Launston. William, would you like to uh, tell the listeners how you, in your pissed ways, uh, believe that uh, Launston <laughs> is <laughs> pronounced? This <laughs> one escaped from the gates quite early, there, didn't it? Certainly did, sir. That greyhound savaging a mechanical rabbit right now. <laughs> So, Launston will. Hmm? Launston, this one goes out to all our Cornish listeners. It's clearly pronounced Launston. Oh, you can't trust the Cornish, Simon. I mean, they're basically Article 50 all on their own. (laughs) Clearly, they're untrustworthy. (laughs) Launston. Launston? Toaster. Oh, Tau Chester. Yes, very good. So, so Williams, like I said, tipsy. Oh, does anybody want some Revels? Email in, listeners, if you want some revels, and then pop on round. <laughs> Why don't you press your faces against the glass of the studio? It's okay. We will pop one out through the little serving hatches. We use the reply function to send them back. Well, hey, the thing about revels, though, don't know what kind of revel you're going to get. It's clearly a marketing ploy. You can tell from the outset what kind of revel you've got in your hand. Exception, maybe, when they had coffee as well as orange. Because they were shaped the same. <laughs> Well, how's dry January working out for you? Brilliant. <laughs> really? Are you celebrating six days in? Friendly brilliance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Simon. Go on. How's dry your entire life going? <laughs> yeah, dry my entire life is going fine, thank you. Really? Yes. Mm. I celebrate by bearing children. Good lord. <laughs> oh, well, it's very nice of you to say so, well, but, I am, ma- but I am merely a man. So, Are you Simon? Well, it's not... Well. Or are you the offspring of one who is more than a man? Father? Yeah, him. Yes, no, he's more than a man. Yeah. He's kind of a beast. <laughs> High fives. 
That was arrow and physical high fives there, ladies and gentlemen. Now, well, William, of course, as a beast, he can only do high fours at the most because his thumb has uh, moved further up his wrist. Um, it, it's more vestigial, you know, yeah. whereas we've got opposable thumbs. And how? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, William, you should see him wielding a uh, spanner. We've uh, we've all been uh, talking about your attempt at dry dry January. Uh, do you want to talk? No, we haven't. Well, I've certainly been talking about it. What in the last link? Well, yes. Uh, so, from the, in the context, from the listener's point of view, and uh, now you're playing up this uh, character of a drunkman, aren't you? Hello. During this during the show, so William will be playing a, a character of a drunkman because, of course, you've drunk how much this evening? Uh, two cans of Wadworth Six X and a can of Cronenberg Sixteen Sixty Four, which I, I pains to add uh, was purchased by my lady and served with lime cordial. Well, I mean, it's important to add these things in, and I'm at pains to do so. <laughs> I can see that. The way yeah. you're shifting around in your chair. Well, it's just uh, a degree of discomfort. So, um, really, I mean, I don't want to... I, I'm just sort of loathe to delve too far into your psyche. Uh, it is a, a mucky oh, place. Oh, no, and do will, not do that. Never it, delve it, it into my psyche. Sort of, uh, you, you're, you're, I don't your, know what's down there. will go so deep in... so in, in the, 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 Well, psyche will sort of well, like, like, fall into your shoes. Uh, it's like if you're walking across a moor, mm. right, and you see a little kind of divot. Mm. and you just kind of jump into that little divot like pretending it's a big hole or something like that and you, sure. you jump in but when it's my psyche what happens is you jump into that divot for a start it's a little bit further down than you thought it was you thought it was a couple of inches maybe it's a foot and that just throws you off balance mm. and then you just kind of recover from that but then you realise by then already your ankles they've been submerged it's too late for you so, so kind of what you're saying is we shouldn't really touch on the thorny issue of how you got on with those first six days of your sober January. Oh, I was drunk day one. Really? <laughs> good. But then I did four days and that was good. Um, no, but we're really we're doing this now? Well, it's just a thought. I was thinking more about doing what I just found out. Listeners, today is the thousand year anniversary a thousand years since King Canute was crowned in Old St. Paul's Cathedral. <laughs> old St. Ben, Old London. That's what it says in great stories from history. Oh, so you, this is your book, you, you, What Happened on This Day in History? That book, I bring to every single show and I've never used before and I've just opened it and discovered 1017, 6th of January. It's a, yes, that is a thousand is years. On this day, Canute, the King who ordered the tide knots <laughs> came in, was crowned at the Old St. Paul's Cathedral in London. And it does say... The old St. Paul. <laughs> yeah, note, fine, yeah. Also, um, I've had a great idea for an email in Go for on. the listeners. Yeah, okay. And possibly for something we can think about. Because this does, of course, contain the most famous story about Canute, which is the subject of ordering the tide back. Oh, that one, yeah, okay. Which I think is one of the greatest recoveries from getting a situation completely wrong that I've ever heard of. You know, refresh the listener's memory as to what's so, the, the... the part the, of the, the story that everybody knows... Yep is the um, element where Canute was so arrogant that he thought he could stop the tides and he could sit in his chair at the beach and say, no, you will not uh, wet my land. And then, of course, the tide came in. Sure, as, right. it, as, as it's wont to do. So, one, that's a lovely bit of canuting. <laughs> Arrogantly presuming you can control everything around you. Yep. Yep, that's one bit of canuting. Second piece of canuting is... Um, <laughs> 
the story that everybody who has um, read into it a bit goes, actually, I think you'll find that what he did was then turned around to his fawning courtiers and uh, said, uh, confess ye now how frivolous and vain is the might of an earthly king compared to that great power who rules the elements. So uh, actually I meant this to happen because I am but a humble king in the face of uh, the world. Yeah. Actually, okay, I'm with you, I'm with you. Personally, so I think what happened was he went, this hasn't worked. I've got... And he sat there <laughs> with the water lapping around his robes, facing out into the sea, going, I've got to stand up and face these people. <laughs> right, okay. Give me a minute here. I've got it. Um, I've really got to stand up soon as well, because this is going to take ages to dry, and salt water does not respect fine linens. Got it. Anyway, guys, confess you now how frivolous and vain is the might of an earthly king. <laughs> I bet. He, I bet when he was out there, he didn't think in a thousand years' time to uh, digital djox will um, be uh, and analog djox. An- analog djox will be uh, will be uh, ribbing him uh, at about quarter past eight on a Friday. No, they, they really didn't Probably. see that coming, did they? So, well, so what's I think your that's in with the listeners. Then, what if you commuted it? <laughs> what? When if you commuted it up? So, sort of like uh, made up an excuse for something that you've. Misjudged. Or done something really, really arrogant. Okay, so um, email in... Best excuse or act of absolute arrogance. When have you been most arrogant and what's your best excuse? It's uh, studio at tenradio.org. The website is uh, tenradio.org, predictably Hence enough. the studio out. Uh, just uh, text me a will. Uh, or, um, or, 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 or... Don't text me, I don't have any signal. Or other. So, um, go on. Go on. Well, I requested a revel, and William provided. Right, William, yes. we, we asked the listeners to... Um, the thing is, with a revel in, you actually sound, like, drunk as well. Well, it's a, it's a great sense of bonhomie in the air. Is that a kind of way of Spartacusing your way out of a uh, DUI? <laughs> I'm drunk! <laughs> I don't just give a revel to everyone in the car. But who is the real criminal? Well, the driver, obviously. Oh, God, yeah. No, no, what I thought you meant is that if, if, you, if you're driving, driving past and you can see somebody getting breathalyzed who is clearly drunk, is that... Pop you, a revel in and shout. You would hope that uh, all the other drivers who are driving past would lower their windows and shout at the officer, but I'm drunk! Just to sort of distract him for a moment. <laughs> well, I would hope would happen. Uh, I'd if I I'd, found myself in that situation. I'd, I'd, I'd hope Life that the, is not uh, pointing that way. I'd hope that the law of the land was abided by... Yeah, I'm afraid on that matter, we shall remain. <laughs> William, uh, you suggest that you are an unrelenting criminal. Uh, <laughs> cool, chicks dig it. You don't need chicks to dig it, Simon. You're married. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got a little bob up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. No, yeah, you, you can give up now. I don't need chicks to dig it. Take it or leave it, ladies. This is, uh, well, this is me. Uh, and uh, that's it. Yeah. Well, it, it, in your in your denim shirt. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, well, Barry's emailed in again. He said wool. <laughs> maroon slacks. That's an exclamation point at the end, William. Uh, it looks like an L from <laughs> Broadly positive than that. Um, <laughs> I'm just remarking on his own. 
outfit. Uh, William, you asked the uh, listeners. To, woo! You asked the listeners to email in or text in with them. Um, with they, uh, they, how they've commuted it. it, how they've commuted it. So it's uh, sort of um, times you've been most arrogant, and uh, times you've had to think quick on your feet to think of an excuse. Now, William, I I thought of a time when I've been most arrogant, and this one kept me awake at night, uh, which is unfortunate because I've also got a, a, a little human doing much the same job. Um, it's kind of an act of arrogance, he is, isn't he? Well, yeah, that's true. But uh, we. Um, I used to be a barman in uh, the local pub, the Ash Hill Inn. You did. And I was the barman for uh, two and a half years. Two and a half excellent years. And I was, um, I was thinking back to the day I left. And, it, you know, have you ever had a moment where you think, uh, God, that was a wonderful emotional moment. And then you realise that actually um, you misjudged something. Uh, and um, it, 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 potentially it could have been the exact opposite. I'll give you the example, William. I'll yeah, give you the yeah, example. Yeah, best, your best fill in so, the blanks, uh, so, it's uh, back in the boozing days, and I was, uh, you know, I was having a, a drinky evening. It was my last night. Um, so, um, I so you've got a lots hat. Of, lots of bonhomie. I, there was, I was wearing a hat uh, as an EG. And, um, <laughs> and uh, I, I, I elected to, in an arrogant state, to propose a speech. <laughs> So oh, I, I'd forgotten about that. So I, I gave a speech behind the bar about what a wonderful two and a half years it's been and how I'll miss everybody. And then I started crying. And then yes. I said something along the lines of, I don't want to leave. To which point somebody else shouted from the bar and they went, well, don't go then. And I thought that, I've always thought in my heart, I've always thought that was an impassioned plea for me not to leave. No. But actually in reality, and it dawned on me the other night, that is in fact him saying, well, why are you leaving then, <laughs> yes. idiot? What's all this? You're crying about leaving. Yeah. You haven't been called up for jury duty in Uzbekistan. Do you have to go I, to? Also, I've only served in a pub for two and a half years, twice, a, twice two nights a week. There's no need for me to be giving a speech and crying about it. Well, 30 just, well, months! Well, just don't leave, you idiot. But yeah. I, I always took that as being, don't go! No, Simon. It was just, well, don't go. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. That's, that's a, I can't believe you ever thought that somebody shouting "Don't leave!" then would be in any way a plea to you know well, satisfy you know, their own needs. It's uh, it's um it's you know that's the subject this evening. Where have you got anything arrogant to tell us? I dare say you probably have. Yeah, I've got one from the last week. <laughs> Good. I'm just going to start trekking back through this the morning. Just <laughs> <laughs> in the driving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I've got one from the last week. Where um, I've, I've been fairly busy for the last week, but there was a bit where I had to take the dogs out for a walk. Mm -hmm. I'd go back to Ashill and take the. Might have sneezed a bit. Just heads up, listeners. Um, and that was that wasn't a sneeze. That was Simon burping. And uh, I had to uh, walk the dogs. And um, there was a minor contretemps. Uh, one of the dogs who was on the lead yes. wanted to go and have words, possibly of a toothed nature, mm -hmm. with a with a stranger's dog. Mm. And I controlled the one on the lead, but then yet another one of the pack that I was with, a non-leaded dog, decided he too was going to go and have a word with this stranger's dog. Crikey. And so I had to rush over and break up this tussle. I was very, you know, I was flustered mm. and embarrassed and I had to break up the whole situation. And I said, I'm so, so sorry. And the, the guy gave me a look and stormed off. And oh, this, that was very, very embarrassing. And, you know, when the adrenaline really started to kick in, because it's a bit slow with me. You know? Yes. If somebody, if I got into a fight situation, I would need to block for the first eight seconds whilst my, like, body caught up with what was going on. <laughs> 
and I'll absolutely muller them. But <laughs> so when this adrenaline kicked off, the situation had cleared, and we were halfway down the track, and then suddenly I was filled with verve. Mm. And so I found myself shouting at the dog who, had, who was non-leaded and had gone and caused a significant contretemps, yeah. bellowing at the top of my voice, I will not be found incorrect! <laughs> my goodness me. Echoing off Broadway Church, I will not be found <laughs> incorrect. The amount of times that's happened to that church. It's embarrassing. And I quite like that as a statement. That's pretty much how I try to live my life in general. Mm. The other bit of canuting it on this particular occasion is the rest of my life. Yes, well, that's the other example, isn't it? That's it the, is. That was the elephant in the room. <laughs> yes, I was struggling as well. It's difficult, isn't it? Indeed. Oh. Now, uh, listeners, uh, you join us here as we discuss arrogance and excuses uh, on the uh, broadly on the theme of uh, the thousandth year anniversary of the Canute. How is that not the official slogan of "Sorry, not in service"? What? Arrogance and excuses. <laughs> it is now. Now, uh, um, Barry Summers has emailed in. Uh, woo! Woo! Uh, Barry Summers has emailed in with his own uh, his own uh, in input, um, arrogance-wise. He says. Oh, you know, because he's, he's he, obviously we're talking about the thousandth year since Canute did his thing. No, and, since uh, he was crowned at old St Paul's Cathedral. At old St Paul's Cathedral, and um, and Barry sort of thinks I don't know. He's sort of positioning himself as a kind of modern day Canute uh, with his email. It's actually a year. I've, I've put actually in there myself. Well, uh, oh. it's a year since our amazing, um, but not Sony nominated telephone call from Exeter City versus Liverpool in the FA Cup third round. So this is a, a time when Barry phoned in live from Exeter City. And um, and broadcast a goal. Mm, he did, didn't it he? Was, it was a superb. Radio. I mean, it was, but it wasn't because we couldn't work the phone. And, and rather arrogantly, Barry uh, then uh, ends the email with, uh, which can be listened to on SoundCloud. And he's written here uh, some gobbledygook. It's, so it's HTTPS. Yeah, actually, yeah. If you've got a pen and a piece of paper handy, so um, we've got my. Uh, well, I'll, I'll do it phonetically. So um, Hotel Tango 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 Papa Sierra Colon forward slash forward slash sierra oxygen underground new trousers disco canute <laughs> lightweight old uniform distributor dot carry on <laughs> a co mother forward slash big and randy randy yes a nice day diamond reg Come on, let's invest now, forward slash, big arms, really, right, yes, so, hyphen, Peterborough holiday, oh, <laughs> nine, nine, excellent, hyphen, crazy, still going. All lime lemons hyphen tedium oxygen hyphen one zero Richard Iowadi. Oh, diamond is over hyphen 
fromage resale opium maybe hyphen excellent cake father christmas hyphen victor hyphen live in very exuberant rainbow pull on our leggings and that's uh, Barry ends the email with self-promotion over goodbye. What I really like, Simon, is you obviously didn't see this, but we gained a listener whilst you were doing that. <laughs> it's possibly one of the most confusing ways to introduce yourself to this show there is. Do you want to read it out without doing that phonetically, Simon? <coughs> no, no, they should have been paying attention. Uh, so, um... <laughs> oh, there goes two. <laughs> I'm not, I didn't tune in to pay attention, I'm off. <laughs> said two of our listeners uh, so I'm not going to do this with the following email this is from our wonderful younger brother Richard who is awesome and will confirm it with this tale so uh, this is I think on the subject of uh, arrogance perhaps uh, when I was eight during the summer I think there's perhaps a punctuation issue there when I was eight comma during early summer there was a heat wave and so the teachers at my school wanted to protect us with sunscreen however I some this isn't going to go where some of you may think it will go um, thankfully however However, I somehow didn't have sunscreen put on me and after spending an entire lunch break not wearing it. So when we were going back to our classes I looked back upon the playground at the sky and triumphantly announced I'm invisible! I'm invincible to the sun! and disturbed a nearby funeral. <laughs> Which is the most arrogant slash amazing thing I've ever done. Love Richard. I... I, I do like the idea of doing that, <coughs> especially bearing in mind that I do know for a fact that most of the people who are buried in Ash Hill are vampires. <laughs> well, quite right too. And uh, they're not. I think it's also a, a, a fun statistic that two thirds of uh, our, my, uh, our sibling um, arena have, um, have at one point shouted directly at a holy town place. Holy town place. Holy building. Better church. Church. Song's over. That was uh, I Eat Cannibals, Will, uh, whereas William and I uh, would um, more than likely be found eating a... Uh, Pom bear, a pom bear snowman, which is of course a potato snack, and ideal for broadcast radio. Mmm, just fill the bite. Uh, William, so I just found out the dog that I was shouting at was looking suitably chastened while I was telling the story about him. <laughs> oh, see, not not the other person's dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's in the lockup. You'll deal with him later. Yeah, obviously I will. Got to broadcast first. <laughs> As is so often the anyway, way. Anyway, listeners, um, before we move on to the subject of animal cruelty, and indeed the act of animal cruelty, uh, Simon, I believe you have a story. <laughs> well, it's not so much a story, William. It's, it's, not so much as, of a story. As, as it is... Um, Big I, ju up. I just have something that was pent up and I need to, to, to release. And I think now's as good a time as any. We're we alone in this room. <laughs> I'm saying nothing. Uh, but Your so, eyes are saying everything. Well, yeah, boggled. Uh, now, um, what? Uh, let me just think of the best way of putting this. Um, I have been a father now for uh, ten weeks, uh, two and a half months, and um, on the radio, 
I've maybe given the impression that I'm not having the greatest time of it. I think I might have referred to my son on the uh, placeholder podcast two weeks ago as an a-hole. Um, which, B-hole, I think. No, I definitely said a-hole. He's been upgraded. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, I, although, you know, in retrospect, A could just as easily stand for awesome, um, I think um, it's probably not ideal. Awesome hole? A hole is also an acronym for awesome hero of real... No, that's whore. <laughs> <laughs> hero! You disrupt time <laughs> Awesome hero. Awesome hero. Extraordinary revolutionary. No, you did with an hour again, you a hole. Anyway, the point I'm trying to. You can't help it. The point. I'm, uh, the, point the point. Unfortunately, your lovely tiny well, baby. This is the thing. The I'm, light of your life. I know. You're now referring to as some kind of. Sex worker. Yes. Well, I know, this is unfortunate. And, and in terms of negotiable affection. What? <laughs> Fortunately, the point of this link was going to be, I've given the impression I don't like the guy, but I do. <laughs> you do? Yes. I think he's wonderful. <laughs> I, I think he's the bee's knees. I don't think he's as good as my mum thinks he is. She's, uh, she's yeah, labouring yeah, under she this opinion that he's perfect. I know, it's not right. That's, that's um, miles off. I mean, she raised me. I know, that's it. She's no judge of character. <laughs> oh, I mean, she's already, you know, that's, that's top level stuff right there. Yeah. No, but it's like if you taught physics to Einstein, 20 years later, if you're still teaching, you'd be looking at those kids and going, some of you might be all right, well, but, you know, well, the guy with the cool hair. Well, play, play the jingle. Oh, yeah, he does a jingle. Uh, so basically the point of this feature, which I hope will be a regular one, would be to sort of undo all the bad work I've done leading up to this event where I've given the impression I'm not keen on the guy. Uh, Bertie, in the future, if you're listening back and you're sort of putting together a case for a sort of parental divorce situation, uh, just, to, just to put it on the record, um, you know, what went on before this feature was um, just, you know, ace bants between your, your your uncle and your father. And, you know, I think you're wonderful, really. I mean, it's a life-changing event and uh, really, really thumbs up all round. He was frowning a lot during that, <laughs> looking looking down. He could, really couldn't meet my eyes when he was saying that. And he'd occasionally look at the microphone, which was representing talking to you, the now grown-up Bertie, and then he would just suddenly veer his, his line of sight away. As if, you know, there's nowhere. <laughs> then he started playing with his hair and just kind of scratching his arms and, and weeing. It was, I, I, I don't know. Maybe these days he's okay, mate, but when you're listening to this. But right now, no. You should give him some sleep. Bertie, I think you're great. Really, I do. Uh, he did it again! Play a song, Will. Look, square in the microphone and say what you think of your infant son. <laughs> You're announcing you're going to war. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. <clears throat> Albert Morris Yeomansley, otherwise known as Bertie. Um, I would like to put it on record that I think you're wonderful. 
uh, uh, chubby cheeks are ad- adorable. Uh, I um, I admire your persistence at 3 a.m. Uh, in the pursuit of uh, refusing to allow your parents to sleep. Um, I also seriously admire your dedication to regularly uh, achieving the holy trinity of um, bodily evacuations, um, e.g. bum, penis and vomit. Uh, this was achieved uh, only last night and it was um, with great gusto and, and you did a, a, a terrific job in achieving your uh, aims in that regard. Um, I, I think that uh, you uh, have made uh, your mother and I uh, very happy indeed and I uh, sincerely hope that uh, you continue to do so. I'm, I'm sure you I'm sure you will. And again, just to reiterate, all of the times in the past where I um, called you an a-hole, uh, I then tried to rectify that by referring to you as maybe an infant of the night, um, was, was just a mistake and uh, one that's um, it's very regrettable, um, especially if um, I should have to appear in some sort of court uh, situation, uh, either divorce, uh, marital divorce, or, or sort of parental divorce. So um, I think that's all I really have to say on that, um, Bertie. Thank you. But we'll play the jingle again, just to sort of hammer yeah, it, just, out, hammer just, it just home. Just to, like, bookmark that. Yeah. <laughs> The sound of um, Mr. Motorhead there. Mr. Motorhead. Mr. Motorhead, Vader. <laughs> yes, of course. Well, speaking of um, men who look and behave like Mr. Motivator, uh, we have just been... Um, <laughs> That's quite a lot, isn't he? We have just been inundated with uh, a large amount of Barry Summers in the studio. Um, Barry has since left the studio arena and is now standing in the holding chamber, gently nodding his head and patting his tummy in the way that he does. So um, just a big whoop out to Barry from William and I and all the listeners. Woo! And uh, is that reciprocated? No. Ah, yes, it yeah, was yeah, 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 eventually. Just, 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 just kind of mouthed wool. Barry always he brought presents me. as well. I know. He brought, no, that's a good point to bring presents. Talk so about we, presents, Simon. So, William, he brought you uh, what? What? Well, he's he's brought a classic original toffee, which for some reason says Uno, which I, I believe is Russian for one. Yeah. Is it Russian? I think toffee is uh, Russian for fun as well. Yeah. So a fun one, the original oh. fun one. Yeah. Um, he's brought proper toffee with one of those tiny metal hammers. And once, when I was at school... Um, and I wasn't being bullied, but I liked the idea of reciprocating if somebody wanted to bully me. I had one of these toffee hammers, and I heavily sharpened the spikes in. Wow. <laughs> Didn't use it. Sure. Didn't have to. <laughs> he all understood. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Barry... Um, did you get, Simon? <laughs> well, actually, it was, it's, it's interesting that Barry gave you a present, William. Uh, didn't give me a present. Gave instead the wonderful offspring that we were talking about earlier, uh, young Bertie. Uh, a wonderful gift. Now, this uh, looks to me like some sort of comfort blanket... Uh, it's uh, what, what sort of fabric would you call that? Well, that's sort of like a velvety, 
velvety fabric there. Like a uh, moth's wing. Like a large. Lo- oh, yes, like a large moth's wing. So there's a bit of a square of fabric, and attached to it is a furry, fun lion, uh, cuddly lion. Now, um, I know for a fact Bertie will love these. He um, is a big fan of, of the comfort blanket already. Really? So, and um, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much, Barry, for bringing this in. Um, the lion... I mean, I guess it's it's sort of there as a visual reminder to sort of, you know, just watch his step. I'd yeah. Imagine. Be, com- just be, be comfortable. Be but just comfortable. On, comfortable. Comfortable. But just be on guard as well, just in case of attack, I suppose, is probably the, the message that this present is trying yeah. to convey. Be aware of even the most comforting elements in your life might at some point be lions. <laughs> There's lions out there. Yeah. Is the message that Barry's going to get across with that. Right. So when I was a child, I had comfort blankets, a selection thereof, and Mm. they were called silkies. Mm. And you had comfort blankets. What did you have? Blanky. You had blankies. Yes. What's what's old Amal got there? Uh, Oh, my God, his initials are Amal. Uh, it's, uh, it, I, I would imagine that uh, I, I don't know what he's going to call it. So at the moment, uh, he's got um, he's got four words, well, three words and one action. Yeah. Uh, just while we're on the subject of the great guy, is um, <clears throat> when he's crying, um, which is a regular event. Um, there's, there's there's three words that he's if if, if he's really um, not you know if he's about to about to get angry, he'll go ungoo 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 like n g o o. Oh, so then, it's on its way. Yeah, and then it's. Ungi, ungui, ungi, unga, ungu, ungi, unga. And then he does the action and sound of what Carla and I are describing as full cat. <laughs> you know, like cats, cats about just exploding with rage. Like oh, I can picture that actually. No? Yeah, it's, well, it's, you just it's, it's quite, action, it's quite horrific. I can picture it just from the noise. Unga, ungi, ungu, and unfull cat. And it reminded me of uh, our youngest brother Richard, who again who's emailed in this evening. He had um, he had different stages of scream because William and I were um, adolescent when when um, Richard was born, so we were sort of around to uh, remember all these things. Um, I don't know if you remember Royal, but when uh, Richard was about to kick I off, I remember the he would he would start off with hum num. Yeah, it was hum num, hum num, hum num, hum num. And then if he was um, particularly upset, it would move up a level to hanang, hanang. Before the total meltdown, which was greeted by, um, <laughs> which was when Owen walked through the door. The problem I've got, the, the funny, the best part of that, hum-num I get. There's a straight-up bit of onomatopoeia. Owen, yeah, I get that. How on earth we ever heard Hanang? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a racist Monty Python sketch. Hanang? Well, to be honest, Simon, so does Ungo, Ungi, Unga. Well, they're just some great guys from West Africa, I'd imagine. <laughs> imagine they'd have a blanket with a lion at one <laughs> So a tiny bit of racism there on Den Radio. It was a bit uh, racist, wasn't it? So I guess on that on that racist um, um, slant, thank you so much, Barry, for the present. Uh, it's wonderful, and I shall be uh, sharing photographs of my child with you uh, using the blanket. Well, I'll be using a camera, but he'll be using the blanket. Last time I had toffee like this, I lost two teeth. I'm going to open a can of Wadworths when we come back in. <laughs> Love 
Lovely stuff. Well, badness indeed. Um, And bones, of course, which is a medical situation. Now, um, listeners, we are all fond of um, sort of, I don't know, challenge entertainment. I'm thinking challenge Annika. I'm thinking... um, Google Whack by Dave Gorman, that kind of thing. And of course, we're all fans of the. Um, oh yes, sorry. The, uh, <laughs> the, the 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 podcast podcast. You do their own sort of. Um, it's a challenge, isn't it? Our friend friend of the show. What's Tom up to, Tommy? Is he a friend? He, he, kind yeah, of an acquaintance. I don't think he's really, in a friend. Um, ex-employee of yours. <laughs> yes, certainly an ex-employee. Of our, ex-employee of the show. <laughs> he does his own challenge, doesn't he? he his podcast podcast. They uh, they watch every Nicolas Cage film, uh, then and then review it. So. Um, so in in that spirit of of challenge entertainment, we um, felt that it was a, a good idea to hop on the good ship Zeitgeist and um, <laughs> and, uh, and sail towards a new and exciting challenge based feature. And as such, uh, we are going to um, be debuting it right now. You are now embarking on an odyssey of discussion about a podcast keeps the world asking. Podcage podcast. Good or bad. Podcage podcast. Good or bad. Podcage podcast. Good or bad. Which one is Podcage? This question has no answer. That's right, listeners. Uh, William and yes. I have decided that we are going to listen to every single episode of Podcage. Oh, God, that's going to take a while. It's going to take a long time, and we are going to uh, review uh, each episode and um, tell you what we think of it. Uh, and it should be a lot of fun, shouldn't it, Will? I reckon it will be an enormous amount of fun. I mean, it's probably going to be a bit of a slog, because the thing is about Podcage is times you listen to it and you think, this is awful. I don't know why I'm putting myself through this. Oh. And then you think, well, there are some of the big hits from the 90s <laughs> that actually... I mean, that's why you know Podcage, isn't it? Well, yeah, of course, of course. And um, and I, I think, um, you know, it's a good sort of... Um, a lot of entertainment, it, it, a lot of sort of challenge entertainment, the, the best bit is sort of the mental disintegration, isn't it? Where, where you think the, the, the challengee is going to absolutely fall to pieces. Yeah. And I think this could happen with us reviewing Podcage. I, I mean, think it might. Really, I think it could happen quite soon. But it'll be a fun journey, won't it? Yeah. For the listeners. As William and I listen to every episode of Podcast. So, uh, we'll start off with episode zero. Zero. Uh, which was um, quite it a is zero, decision. Zero. Um, and uh, ground zero of, uh, of Podcast. Uh, so, this is when they were sort Did of setting up. Setting up. <laughs> is that okay? I think it's all right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. This is, uh, this is a lot of fun. And... Um, and uh, <laughs> really hadn't looked at it like that it's a huge amount of fun episode zero was um the ground zero the host of 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 podcast uh what's tom up to tom and his friend roomy uh i don't know um sam so um sam grist now william and i have not met sam before so he was uh, good reason a new new uh invention in our lives well what was your first impression of um of sam grist tom what's tom up to tom's co-host on episode zero of Podcage. Well, he's got quite a, a nasal, tedious voice and um, uh, bad hair, and he's really short and smells. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> first impressions of <laughs> first impressions. Moment he opened his mouth, I just yeah. kind of like drew all Took those conclusions. Instant disliking to the guy. Accurately. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Of yeah. course. As well, my own inner monologue. Well, it'd be very interesting for the listeners to see how your relationship with this man. Carries on as we um, well. I'm, we, I'm we open to the challenge. possibility that maybe he's actually okay. Yeah, he's, yeah, maybe he's fine. It's possible. I don't think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, what if at the end Osama bin Laden had turned out to have donated a lot to good causes? 
Well, it'd be like all the haters, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. The Navy SEALs had got down and they'd found out, like, this isn't just for, like, tax deduction purposes. Actually, he's doing this as acts of genuine beneficence. I'll oh, shoot him anyway. <laughs> best, best bundle up all this stuff into a briefcase and lob it in the sea as well, because we don't want this stuff getting out. <laughs> so... Episode, we look bad. <laughs> episode zero. With it's Tom. just something wrong, but think of all the donkeys saved. <laughs> the po- podcasting Bin Laden. Yeah. So the, 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 the guys set out the set out the stall uh, about what they're going to be doing. So they talk about um, the fact they watched a lot of bad films together, um, and uh, they decided what well, they wanted to do a podcast. And uh, then Tom had this uh, wonderful idea, of, entirely um, unique idea, entirely unique idea of um, of uh, watching all of the Nicolas Cage films. So I'm thinking about that can of Wadworths. <laughs> okay, well, you, you crack open. Why don't you go and crack that open, Wadworths? Okay. Um, so um, while William uh, gets himself more pissed, uh, we um, I move, move on to the tricky subject, Will. It's reduced, because of- one of them had fallen out of the pack and broken. Nice. Hang on. While, while we are... Uh, William, uh, I think it'd be a good idea to talk about the dynamic between Tom and um, this Grist character. Um, Better in than out, I say. Now, I, I, I thought um, at the beginning... I'm going to drink the ale. At the beginning... <laughs> better in me than in... Um, sure. Like ale. Shall I carry on? <laughs> well, I thought the... Um, I your boots, mate. <laughs> I thought the dynamic between the two hosts of the first episode, episode zero of Podcage, was um, almost slightly nervous between the two of them. There was an awful it was like lot they of, didn't really know each other that there, well. There was an awful lot of laughing at each other's jokes, even if the jokes weren't particularly funny. Yeah, whereas, you know, whereas, say, for example, the only other two people we know of who broadcast anything are us. Yeah. And we laugh at each other's jokes because they're genuinely funny. Genuinely awesome. Or faces. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Genuinely very awesome faces. Yeah. So um, so there was uh, perhaps a little bit of nervousness uh, in the air in episode zero, but I, I think it was a strong start. They set their stall out well. They talked about Spice World, the Spice Girl film. Yes, they didn't actually stay on topic. They didn't stay on topic. They, they rambled a bit and riffed, which was a lot of fun. Um, and um, and gen- generally set up a vibe where you're looking forward to the, um, to the next episode rather than looking back to a time before you'd listened or heard of Podcage. Would you really draw that conclusion? I think so. Oh, okay. So, listen to this. In two weeks' time, we will be reviewing episode one of Podcage, where they review the first Nicolas Cage featured film, uh, Fun Times, Times at, at Richmond High. High. So, that was the new feature, Pod, 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 Pod Cage, Cage Cage. Your homework is to listen to five Podcage podcasts. By Wednesday, no marathons. Space out your listening. screeching there on 10 radio you everybody loves a little bit of service. screeching so um ladies and gentlemen we've been uh, asking you to email in and get in contact with the show on the uh, twin topics of um most arrogant thing you've done and best excuse um based on the uh, overarching theme that it is a thousand years to the day that ace old king canute was crowned king of Will england i think at the time and uh, we've had a rather elliptical message come in England from Mother Britain. saying uh, William was not raised by his mother, but by a foxhound. So, um, 
that's your excuse, Mother, and I mean, you're quite right to stick to it. That's mainly my excuse as well. I mean, like, if I go around to people's houses, if they've got a dog, yeah. I'll play with the dog. I'm not talking to the people. Sure. I'm going to go and relate to the dog. Mm. It's my excuse. I was raised by a foxhound. Leave me alone. But oh, I woof it at them. <laughs> <laughs> and defecate in the corner. Yeah. Yes. You know. But then so does everybody else these days. Don't they all? Broken Britain. Um, now, we're, we're on the subject of Brexit and Broken Britain, uh, why, don't we, uh, why don't we lie back and, uh, and <laughs> check out... What and think of what England used to be. Uh, well, exactly. And, uh, but, but, but to temper that feeling and emotion uh, and hatred with, uh, with the top ten singles oh, from the just, past week. Wow. What? I just caught my moustache on the ring pull. <laughs> of your mind. And just a single one oh at um, is uh, number ten is Launch Estonia with Retail Theremin. <laughs> and at number nine this week, uh, it's the potholes with Rumble in My Jungle. Uh, down nine places at number eight is Youthful Exuberance with Really Funny. Seven! Sent from Heaven is Tampered ATM with the day the world changed forever. Hmm. <laughs> And at number six is Questions of Reason with Treason of Ants. Number five, up seven, is the late Tony Ben with Punching a Mormon in the Balls. And at number four, um, coming in from an ang- at an angle, is Quickly as the Fox with Patience of the Worm. Moving three places sideways, it's Greenwich Meantime with, meantime with Greenwich Bean Brine. <laughs> And at, and at number two is staggering into a ditch with series two of Game On. <laughs> and of course, number one this week, we've all been walking to work to it. It's Tuna Melt with Jesus's Lament. So that's for the top ten singles of the uh, past week. And uh, this is the number one hit single, The Tuna Melts with Jesus's Lament.
remembered. Go on. Well, speaking of that, uh, you know, just after that live um, moment there, I just remembered I watched The Hootenanny. Sure, did you now? Yeah, I've also got something to say about this. Carry on, Will. Right, okay. So, the main thing, I haven't watched The Hootenanny in years. This is Jules Holland's Hootenanny, yes? Yeah, precisely. Yeah. I... I don't know if he used to do this or whether he's just started to lose his mind. It's going to happen <laughs> at some point. Yeah. It's going to start dribbling out of his ears the way he bangs away on that piano. Mm. How long has he been walking around shouting Hootenanny at people during it? <laughs> he genuinely just... He, I've got to walk across... Like, it's nearly ten foot across this stage. Halfway across. Hootenanny! Hootenanny is... Think, right, and I've got to the end. I okay. Think, I think it's a contractual thing. Um, well, I, I was... <laughs> I was. Um, it's amazing you should mention this. Cause, um, we were. I was having a haircut on the weekend, and um, and you know I don't really like hairdresser chat. Um, it's why I always end up not getting the haircut I want because they say, "Is that all right?" and I say, "Yes, please," and I leave. Shut up. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to get out of here, so I go. Um, uh, the um, the the hairdresser was was pre New Year. It was New Year's Eve, I think it wasn't it Saturday Saturday daytime would have been New Year's yeah. Eve, um, and um, got onto the uh, wonderful subject. Someone up to New Year's Eve, and um, oh, it was all perfectly perfectly boring. Um, and then out of nowhere, she said in a crowded shop, um, she said, "You're not watching Hootenanny, are you?" And I said, "No, no, I don't think I'll be watching that." And she said, "Yeah, yeah, Jules Holland should be dead." <laughs> <laughs> Out of nowhere, Jules Holland needs to be dead. And I was sat there, and I thought, and I, and I didn't help but say, um, did you just say you wish Jules Holland were dead? You wish death on the, 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 the jazz dwarf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I think she sort of, well, she sort of had a chuckle about what she said and sort of told everybody else in the, um, in the, uh, I said he should be dead. Hairdressers. <laughs> Guys, you never get what I just said. Hey, Jules Holland should be dead. How are you paired up by Reese Shearsmith in character? He could well have been, actually. Um, <laughs> now, now it comes stuff. to think about it. So, yeah, so I've got a Jules Holland based anecdote as well. I, that's, that's good fun, Simon. Good Lovely link. stuff. Good link. Um, well, actually, I'll, no, I'm, time stamp that one for the podcast. <laughs> well, you might as well, Simon. You do overinflate it. <laughs> As the uh, well, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. No. Um, on the on the subject of <laughs> just doesn't matter. On the subject though of arrogance, which was uh, canusing it yes. as we were on earlier, mm-hmm. I've got another little one that I just thought about. We're wondering what to do with this next link. You said, "Well, have you got anything?" I thought about it for four seconds. Came up with a moment of arrogance. Lovely stuff. Um, uh, many years back, when uh, first the subject of perhaps uh, progressing through the uh, the ranks of the old nectar fuels, yep, uh, came up. Um, I was asked by my manager at the time, my then manager, if you will, depends how you want to arrange the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, leave we'll leave that to you, listeners. <laughs> when you're recounting this to your colleagues in the morning. My manager at the time, my then manager, you know. Um, yeah, I was asked by my um, erstwhile manager <laughs> whether or not I thought I could do it, whether I could be a team leader, yeah. supervisor. Mm. And I kind of cocked my head to one side, looked up at the ceiling, and uh, said, yeah, yeah, I reckon I can do it. Do you want, are you sure? And I pointed at my uh, then, and indeed still now, team leader, who was maybe six feet away, and indeed part of the conversation, <laughs> and said, well, she can. <laughs> and then, and then my, my, my former line manager said, uh, you know, you'd have, to, you'd have to apply yourself. You'd really have to give 110%. So, I wouldn't have to give 100%. <laughs> the most this job could demand of me would maybe be 60%. And then I'd make everybody else look bad. 
You should be happy that I'm content to cruise at 30 mm. and be the best. <laughs> <laughs> Arrogance on an... Um, or accuracy! You know, uh, large continent... Wordworth uh, size. Lovely. Drunk William on air. Poor boy. Sentence like that, yeah, doesn't it? It's just really a classic pop song there. William, we've uh, yeah. we've received some hot emails uh, in, in in the last... Um, All toasty. Yeah, I mean... Let's so, line so, up the emails. Certainly within the last hour. He who receives the emails warms himself twice. <laughs> that's right, sir. On the content and on the four-bar fire that that's sat next to. So the first one that we've received is from Opera Mail client wielder Colin Summers Ooh. with uh, a message saying, Welcome back. Uh, thank you very much, Colin. It has indeed been a while since William and I have broadcast, and there we are making no promises that this will be a regular, <laughs> regular. There are occurrence. arguably things which might get in the way. A thing, yeah. It's kind of a thing at this point. I'm not saying anything, lest you uh, push me down the slippery uh, slope of um, asking you to spell a hole. <laughs> asking me to spell a hole. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Somehow that got you into a lot of trouble. Yeah, as it's wont to do. Uh, we've also received, uh, I think either we or I have received an email from uh, our father, who, uh, of course, art near Devon. And um, it's, um, it's a link to a, uh, an event at, I believe, the Smithsonian Museum. Uh, it's um, it's sponsored by um, well no it's 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 within the uh, section of the Smithsonian uh, the the Postal Museum which I guess is the history of post and uh, the um, the event is um, a wine and design um, it right. um, brings happy hour and postal theme yeah. craft crafting together once a month at the Postal Museum whether you are a letter writing lover or just looking for something new to do join us. Kick back after a hard day of work with complimentary wine or beer and leave with a unique mail-related product. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is, from what I can tell, Dad's uh, sent me a link to a uh, event where... You get a can of tellies and a stamp. <laughs> can of tellies and a stamp. At the Smithsonian Museum. So if you're interested in this... At the Smithsonian? Yeah, Thursday... Is that the big American one? I, I believe so, yeah. Uh, Thursday, Jan 12, um, $11.50... Um, plus, of course, uh, flights <laughs> so, might represent a significant proportion of the investment yeah, worth in, it in getting to it. Worth it from unless you, unless you've really forked out for your travel insurance. Forked, forked, got it. Yeah, because it wouldn't be an expression otherwise. Unless you've really fucked. <laughs> really, this wouldn't be an expression. Really now, Simon, Simon rudely has been uh, using his telephone to read his emails, which is rude. Yes, of course. It's like being unzipped on a train. <laughs> Corbin. I did do that, didn't he? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Classic left. <laughs> and we've received some emails into the studio as well, Simon. <laughs> Good. You should have seen Gorbachev. I know, I know. He was always... Anyway, wasn't he? I don't know, wasn't he, Josh? In Russia as well. Mm. I mean, they say in this country, oh, gee, he should have felt the breeze. <laughs> you would have thought so. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm thinking about Bertie, actually. <laughs> I was just thinking about... <laughs> just, no. Just thinking about um, gentlemen's gentlemen. 
yeah. this evening uh, we gave him a bath before I came out, so I was late picking you up. Yeah, and um, he's um, I sort of sat him up in the bath so he can have a sort of splash and look around, and um, he he found his um, his gentleman's gentleman <laughs> for the first time, and you know how a baby's got quite a strong grip. That's like they, that's what they do. So yeah, he, he grabbed hold of it. I didn't really spot him grabbing hold of it, but he grabbed hold of it, and then <laughs> then I looked back to see him like really trying to pull it off. <laughs> As in, like, rip it from his body. Oh, my God. <laughs> he looked quite happy. Sat there. <laughs> Sat there trying to... <laughs> trying to find himself. <laughs> find himself. <laughs> I had to very quickly go, no, no, mate, you're going to need that. You just, you just leave that be. <laughs> it's so hard being a parent. Can't stop them ripping their gentlemen's gentlemen's off. That's really complicated. Mm. I mean, how do you do that politely? What if he really wants to? I know. Yeah. Should we stifle him? (laughs) (laughs) Just encourage him to express himself. (laughs) You can have the new Jeffrey Dahmer on your hand. I know. Famous. (laughs) (laughs) What's the email? What are the emails that were coming? <laughs> Let's give it two and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon you could speed walk about half a mile in that two and a half minutes listening to that. Or drive it. Two and a half minutes. <laughs> Don't even do the maths to work that one out. You'd be driving so slowly. I'm just saying you could. If, if the mood took you. You know. 30 minutes. About 12 miles an hour. Yeah. Again, you, you could. I suppose in the middle of London. You'd be lucky to do 12 miles an hour, wouldn't you? No, actually, yeah. the traffic's not that bad. The congestion charge that's been implemented. <laughs> congestion charge. You're driving a articulated lorry. You'd be lucky to do 12 miles an hour in the middle of London. In a straight line. <laughs> oh yes, buildings. William, what were you going to say? What were you gonna say? <laughs> what London's famous for? <laughs> the, the, the constructions. Old St Paul's, for example. Yeah, precisely. You were thinking of the Norfolk Broads, weren't you, Simon? Yes. William, uh, you're, you're, <sighs> amazing. You were gonna... Yes. Right. So, um, following on earlier on about uh, on a, on the subject of a conversation. Yes. Um, concerning. Dogs and my relationship therein. Woof, woof. Woof, woof. Woof, woof. Um, we've received an email. I'm going to guess that it's from mother, but talking about herself in the third person. Uh, she said, William was not raised by his mother, but by a foxhound. I know. You know. I mentioned it earlier on air. You did? Yes. Did you? Yes. I think it was soon after you cracked open your can of Wadworth 6X. Lovely. <laughs> yes, make you jolly forgetful. <laughs> anyway, well, you were going on to say. I, didn't, so I, thought, I thought that was why it helped. I didn't so, go into any detail about the email. So you you didn't go in. You didn't really go into any detail. Merely that was the message. Sure, as was. Yes, and it's kind of true. Okay, to a certain extent, I was raised by a foxhound. Now, every time I raise this, say for example, in conversation with people who aren't members of my immediate family, e.g., perchance when I'm meeting people with my good lady Emmeth. Yes, right. Um, she gets all kind of shifty and tries to suppress that element of the conversation. And I've I've asked her about this mm-hmm. when we've moved away from the people. And she says it's a bit weird. 
So she says it makes me kind of sound like I think I'm Mowgli. I think what you need to be doing is either giving context... I think you need to be giving context or only raising that subject when somebody else has raised a similar sort of subject. The so, say, book. for example, <laughs> The Jungle Book. If someone said, I really love the film The Jungle Book. What I really enjoyed was the young child being raised by wolves, yeah, at which point it would be fun uh, for you at that point to chip in and say, well... Funnily enough, uh, of course, I, uh, I, I was, well, uh, it was always said in my family that I was raised by a foxhound and not my mother because uh, mother didn't care for me much, what with my ways. That's so Simon, that, that would be a fun way to introduce it into the conversation. That's not, all, not every time you meet somebody. That's all very well and good for you to say, by which I mean I disagree heartily with the fact that you've just said that. Sure. Okay, because as I said at the start, my issue is that Emma doesn't like the way that it makes it sound like I think I'm Mowgli. Okay. So if what I do, the moment anybody raises the subject of the Jungle Book, yeah. is say, I'm like Mowgli, <laughs> well, I'll I, be playing right into the hands of those that she does not want to hand things to. Is that a working sentence? I don't know, I sort of... I mean, the syntax was flexible like Barry Summers. And that's a very flexible young man. He's very, very flexible. Especially when it comes to cash payments. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know what that was. Just just, seems a bit crooked. I know. Paying us off with lion blankets and toffees. What you could have said was, uh, of course, Barry Summers is very flexible, of course, when it comes to tax returns. Oh, right. I mean, that would have been more explicit. Yes. So I liked the way that the listeners had to do the last step. They've, they're no good at that, William. They there's not? one thing we've learned from the three, four years that we've been doing this. Oh, is that the listeners <laughs> are, are empty vessels. Empty vessels. Yeah. Knackered jugs. The refreshing tones of late period Metallica there. <laughs> 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 much enjoyed, of course, by our erstwhile um, ghoul in the uh, room, uh, Barry. Yeah. Uh, he was sent an email in, William, and it says... It says, Oh yeah, done old itching revenue and customs week of fiction later this week. <laughs> Metallica live. <laughs> uh, which, of course, is American for... Um, I, Barry Summers, will be inventing uh, some um, uh, stats, stats, <laughs> income outgoings, uh, expenses, and, loss, um, and then submitting it to Her Majesty's Revenues and Customs with the express desire to evade slash avoid paying any tax. So um, thank you very much for your um, email in, Barry. There was a difference between evasion and avoidance, and I can't remember. Evasion's the one that's legal, isn't it? I, I, Barry does both, covers all bases. Oh, he really does, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, uh, uh, Manor Garage is actually, technically speaking, based in Preston Bowyer. Which and, is, of course, uh, yeah. well, it's not a tax haven. No, but it's they, simultaneously not a place you really get the revenue guys going. Certainly not. No. <laughs> Why would they? No, the numbers don't work there. No. It's one of the main things about Preston Bowyer. Yeah. Well, it's no. not one of the main things. Numbers, one of the main things about morals. Preston Bowyer. Yeah. Anything that's got uh, uh, the first letter of it is within the uh, middle 10% of the alphabets. 
they're, they're working out, Simon. Lie cheese. Nice, they don't work. <laughs> you try and peel them and they become more unpeeled. Yeah, it's weird. They just get bigger and bigger and bigger. Octagons? Yeah, they don't They don't work. They've no. got seven. Every single time. Optimus Prime? He doesn't work. Doesn't work, no? No, no. He's, he's signing on there. And of course, because the revenue can't catch up with him there, he's fine. Micturation. Imagine Optimus Prime. <laughs> just imagine him. Just imagine him. Think of Optimus Prime. Mm. What's going on there? Regular listeners to the show will uh, recognise this as the closing link of the show. I mean, Laurie's... As uh, William and I flounder around, having run out of steam and uh, desperately trying to find a nice, sensible way to close the show, uh, instead going on uh, one of our famed flights of fancy to Nowheresville. Yes. So, uh, thank you very much for Otherwise tuning in. Otherwise known as Preston Bowyer. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a, there's a point of formatting for the uh, end. Oh, go on. What are we declaring? Uh, we are declaring, ladies and gentlemen, that sadly... Uh oh. Oh no. There are no warmints. Maybe they're lost. Or stuck in a tree. I'm really worried. Back to ladder. Which, of course, uh, you can file that under damn shame. Uh, so thank you very much for listening everybody Uh, there will be a podcast up at some point in um, yours slash my lifetime Uh, it's sort of Bertie dependent Um, so um, look forward to that with great relish and we will endeavour to be back in two weeks time Will and I do believe if I've got my sums right Will we're going to be broadcasting on a very special day are we? yeah Yeah. what begins with I and rhymes with binauguration Oh, we're not, are we? I believe that... You believe we are? I believe that a certain... Have you checked the timings on this? We Are we going to be able to live broadcast? I hope. I sincerely hope we're going to be able to live broadcast uh, bear, the inauguration us, of listeners for an absolute toe rag. Um, actually, tell you what, Simon, you, you it's going to be a minute or so to work this out? Yeah, sure. All right, let's have a bit of saw, Williams. is a very adroit song to be playing as we discuss this. I hope I've got the word adroit correct there. Uh, Right-handed, I think. (laughs) 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 I stand by it. Um, So it turns out that, uh, indeed, um, penis head elect Donald (laughs) Trump will be inaugurated indeed on Friday the 20th of Jan which is a cool two weeks away and uh, in theory the the day that we're going to be doing a show Uh, it will be um, it will be happening at 5pm Greenwich Mean Time so the chances are we will not be live broadcasting it uh, unless it goes on um, for longer than expected uh, which would be fitting and um, so anyway we'll be there for the immediate aftermath to uh, sort of collate um, emotions um, in the <laughs> so world. what we're going to be doing? And then spitting them out all over your uh, delicious ears. So start drafting your emails, listeners. Uh, somehow I suspect that next week will be what is the most depressing thing you've ever seen. Yes. Lovely stuff. Goodbye. Closing the show. We hope you've learnt your lesson. Can we live in the land of you want to 
And that was it, Will. That was the podcast. Yes, it wasn't it just. I feel great, Simon. Really relaxed. I don't, I don't feel great. Do you know why I don't feel great? Well, it's because I rather feel that we had a great show this evening and thoroughly enjoyed myself. And what does that normally mean? Means it's going to be a rubbish show. Although, actually, I think that used to be the state of affairs. Yeah. Early days. But now I think we've we've really got the knack of managing to do a show that we enjoy, but is also entertaining. I mean, I always listen back and laugh, and then people say, "Hey, what are you laughing at?" And I hold up a picture, uh, you know, on my phone, and it's of the show, and then I point at the guy who's not me, and I say, "That's my brother." Do you want to guess who that is? Like next to him, right? And they're all like, "Oh, it's you, isn't it?" And they go, "Yeah, it's really funny." You should listen to it.